The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In all my years of prosecuting, yes... I was approached by psychics that told me they could help with the case. But all I could think about was, how can I bring this in as evidence? It's just that black and white, actually. Um, If I bring in this evidence, will it harm my case? I want to talk to you about a brand new book called Goodbye, Hello. Processing Grief and Understanding Death Through the Paranormal. Now, how does that relate to crime stories and criminal investigations? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, I want you to take a listen to Adam Berry at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium on Kindred Spirits. We're trying to lure John out of hiding. If we succeed, we'll capture an image of him on this SLS camera. Do you have a name? How old are you? He's eating them. Our reason for being here is to help Tina. What about it? Manic. We've been nothing but nice and courteous to you this whole time. Right? Thank you. You're welcome. Do you need help? This is Amy. There's a lot of voices. I'm having trouble keeping up. And more. I found a story in a local paper about a man named John, and it was about how his wife was murdered. She was murdered while John was here as a patient. And because his seven children did not have someone to look after them, they were given to the state. And that's a terrible story. He turned off my equipment again, so I'm not gonna use it. Just not gonna use it. I don't think he wants me to use it, so I'm not gonna use it. Okay. So my question to you is, are you or do you know who John Mitchell is? Okay, you are hearing 
Adam Berry and others at a sanatorium called the Waverly House. I just want you to hear one more tiny bit of it. Listen. Do you feel like your life was taken from you? Why did it all of a sudden This breeze so all of a sudden. Like out of nowhere. Yeah, like only in this hallway. It's like, what's moving back there? I don't know. It sounds like footsteps. Yeah. Now. John, if that's you, we want nothing but the best for you. We don't want you to be here. Oh my God, 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 oh my God. Where did you see him? I saw somebody standing in the hallway. It was literally a person. Joining me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we are hearing with me is Adam Barry, paranormal researcher, EP and star of Kindred Spirits on the Travel Channel and Discovery and author of Goodbye, Hello. Processing Grief and Understanding Death Through the Paranormal. You can find him at adamberrybooks.com. His new book just released. Adam Berry, Warning. You've got a lot of skeptics on the panel today, right? You understand that? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. However, if it's real, then some people could be persuaded to bring it in front of a jury. Also with me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Nicole Parton, renowned psychiatrist joining us out of the Atlantic jurisdiction, Dr. Angela Arnold, and you can find her at AngelaArnoldMD.com, and high-profile lawyer, former prosecutor who deals with the black and white of the evidentiary code, now defense attorney, Daryl Cohen. Daryl, thank you for being with us. You can find him at Daryl B. Cohen, C-O-H-E-M. Daryl Cohen, first to you, would you ever dream of introducing this type of evidence in court? Nancy, I guess the word never is very, very important here. The answer is never. Having said that, if I have nothing else and I have to try this person, I reach for the stars and maybe it's in the stars because that's where it's coming from. Okay. Dr. Angie Arnold, weigh in. Do you, you've dealt with thousands of patients in your psychiatric practice. Do any of them really believe in ghosts? That's really a tough one, Nancy. I've got to tell you. No. It's a yes, okay, no. The, okay. The answer's no. Lightning round. Do any of your patients believe in ghosts? No. You've never had a patient believe in ghosts? No. I find that really hard to believe. Uh, but okay. Uh, Adam Berry with us, who has just written this book, and Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. I haven't gone to you guys yet, <laughs> but I wanted to prepare you, Adam Berry, for what you're wading into. And I'm almost through with your book. I can't wait to get to the end of it. A lot takes place regarding Waverly House. What is Waverly House? Uh, Waverly Hills is a sanatorium. Uh, hospital, tuberculosis hospital, uh, that was open for a long time in uh, outside of Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, it was a place where a lot of people died because the procedures that they were doing were very new. They were experimenting a lot. And it's said to be one of the most haunted places in America. Do you agree? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I've, uh, it was one of the first places I ever investigated. I've investigated there four other times. Uh, and uh, I have had experiences. I mean, in that clip that you heard, uh, we literally saw someone standing in front of us, uh, you know, appearing out of nowhere and disappearing. 
I've seen, you know, things crawl okay, across the wall. Okay, just stop right there. Yeah. Stop, 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 yeah, yeah. stop. Adam? Yes, yeah. <laughs> are you sitting down? I'm definitely sitting down. Adam, you want us to believe that you have seen a ghost. Um, you know, here's the thing. I'm not in the business of making people believe in ghosts or not. I'm in the business of telling you what I know and uh, what I well, think. Well, if I don't believe in ghosts, why would I buy your book? Uh, if you can't convince me and tell me, I mean, okay, let's start out. Let's start over. Yeah. What is your background? Because you sound perfectly uh, rational. I am. I'm not saying I do or don't right. believe. Of course. I'm a fact finder. So I am. Uh, tell me your background. Yeah. So I grew up in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I uh, born and raised in the South. Really? Yeah. Now, where exactly is Muscle Shoals? Muscle Shoals is in that corner between Tennessee and Mississippi. It was the recording capital of the South, and uh, I was, you know, grew up surrounded by church, family, and good food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, now where is that as it relates to Mobile? Uh, directly north, like top of the state in the corner, directly opposite. Got you. Got you. Okay. Um, you grew up in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. When do you believe you saw your first ghost? Uh, when I was a, when I was a kid, um, and that's and that's the funny part. So I've always been sort of a skeptic first, always, because my whole rationale is, let me try to explain how this can naturally occur, because nobody wants a ghost in their house, point blank. So if I can explain how it can occur naturally with natural things that are explainable, then that's better. And so when I was a kid and I had my first experience, uh, it was it was literally a ghost. I heard a dog in my room and we didn't have a dog and I didn't see a dog and it was playing in, in, in my bedroom. But thinking about that as an adult, I'm okay, like, Okay, well, stop right there. Yeah. Stop right there. Yeah. Right there. Daryl Cohen is joining me. Daryl was an incredible prosecutor with an incredible win record, has gone on to a civil practice and a criminal defense practice. And to do this, usually trial lawyers, not always, but usually are very cut and dried. We know what can come into evidence. We know what we can try to get into evidence. Um, when you speak to witnesses, Daryl Cohen, and you were judging them, you're judging their veracity, their truthfulness, how they'll do on the stand. Can I put this person on the stand? Will they fold on the stand? Will they lie on the stand? Will they get nervous and vomit on the stand? When I'm looking for veracity, I look for a story rich in detail. Now, when he said, I saw my first ghost when I was a little boy, I did not expect him to say it was dog and it was barking in my room. To me, that is a sort of a detail that is a rich detail that tends to indicate, not necessarily, truthfulness. Nancy, I completely agree with you. When I have a witness, whether I was a prosecutor or now a defense lawyer, I first want to hear their story. I watch their face. I look at their facial expressions. I look at their body language. And when I hear something such as just, he just mentioned, oh my gosh, absolutely. That is a detail 
that juries like to hear, and it's an unusual detail. It's something that will resonate, that a potential juror or jury will listen to and pay attention to, rather than what I call a PFA, pick from air. This is something, oh my gosh, what did he testify to again? I need to hear that. And that's extremely important. I love it when a juror resonates with what a witness is saying from the stand, testifying to, under oath, saying, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Adam Berry question you said you heard a dog was the dog barking uh the dog was scratching on the bathroom door and then it would walk into my room i could hear the uh, dog tags i could hear the nails on the floor and then when it got to the foot of my bed we had a one of those knob and tube tvs that when you push the button in it would glow a little bit after it turned off and every time it reached the tv the tv would glow and then it would repeat and it was it did this for at least five minutes and i you know sat there watching it I'm just trying to take in everything that you're saying. Um, Okay, guys, you heard Adam Berry, author of a new book called Goodbye, Hello, Processing Grief and Understanding Death Through the Paranormal. Adam Berry, according to you, are you able to see or hear or feel Mm -hmm. the ghost? Yeah, for sure. I don't know a better way to put it. When other people with you cannot. Uh, No. That isn't, uh, I am not a psychic, so I don't believe, uh, I mean, I believe in psychics and some psychics, but I am not psychic. And so all of my experience are coming from things that I can rationally experience with other people in the space. 
And it's actually better when it's verified by somebody else because it's more likely you're not imagining it or making it up. Take a listen to Adam Barry and Amy Brunei in Haunted Farmhouse, Kindred Spirits. Listen. Wait a minute. Something weird in black just went across the floor on this camera. What? Yeah, I've honestly never seen anything like it. So this is upstairs in the master bedroom. Right. Right in front, like it's crawling toward the fireplace. That's weird. It's so strange. So in that sound, Adam Barry, were you still at Waverly? No, so that is the uh, Harrisville farmhouse known mostly as the Conjuring House from the Conjuring movies. Uh, and uh, when people say, oh, you've been to the Conjuring House, uh, it was terrifying, wasn't it? And the answer is yes, slightly, because I was afraid of what could happen based on what Hollywood has told me that can happen. However, it wasn't like that at all. Uh, we did have activity. It was intense at times, but nobody got flown, like thrown against the wall. <laughs> what do you mean activity? Uh, I mean anything that you cannot explain, supernatural or paranormal, something that is not natural or something that is above the normal. Uh, Such as what? Phantom knocks, footsteps happening in front of you, uh, voice, disembodied voices, like where uh, a voice where a mouth should be, but nobody's standing there. Um, things moving on their own objects catching images on your camera uh, when nobody's in the space, uh, being touched, being scratched, being pushed, those kind of things. So do you believe, Adam Barry, that the supernatural can actually have physical contact with a person? You said pushed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe it can. Um, and it's happened a number of times, for sure. I, I want to circle back. <laughs> so when you're a little boy, right. how old were you when you felt you, you perceived a dog in your room? I was in the fourth grade. And the thing about that experience, when I look back on it as an adult, um, you know, things come to mind. Well, it was at night. Was I sleeping? Was I sleepwalking? Was I try to rationalize why this thing was happening? But even at even in the fourth grade, I did the same thing. I remember pinching my cheek, hitting my face to make sure that I was awake, looking to see if my brother, who we shared a room, was awake and he wasn't, wanting to run to my parents, but I couldn't because the sound was coming through the doorway. And then at one point. I had had enough, and I grabbed the sheets, and I yelled, stop, and the sound completely quit. It just instantly stopped, um, and it stuck with me ever since. I, I believe it. Question, Adam, when was your next supernatural experience? That's fourth grade. Um, so the, the next time I had a life-changing experience was when I was old enough to know better. Uh, so I was about 23 years old. Okay, wait, 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 right there. Yeah. Daryl Cohen and Dr. Angela Arnold and Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com. And everyone jump in with questions while I've got Adam Barry, author of a brand new book, Goodbye, Hello, Processing Grief and Understanding Death Through the Paranormal. I'm guessing, I'll let you explain this later, that your, your, the gist of the book is I can confirm there is a supernatural out there, which means there is life beyond death. That's what I'm, my take on your title is, but... I, Daryl Cohen, my question to you is, he has one episode in the fourth grade, and the next one is not until his 20s. Again, if a witness told me that, if someone was lying, I would expect them to go, okay, then the next year this happened, and then three months later this happened. I would expect a much more embellished story. Well, Nancy, it seems, it seems real. Now, I am a skeptic. I'm the first to tell you that. Because if no one else saw it, did it really happen? Is it in his mind? Is it something that he is PFA picking from air? But the fact that it happens... Or wants to believe. 
or wants to believe. Or wants to believe. Because I Bottom line, if you don't have a witness to it, it didn't happen. If you don't have scientific proof in my world, it's not real. And not unless but, there's something else to go with it. Not unless there's something tangible that can be seen, felt, or touched by someone else. Let me correct my statement. If there's not a witness and it cannot be supported by scientific evidence as we know it, I can't get it into court. I'm not saying it's real or not real. I can't get it into court. And if I do manage somehow to get it in, I will be discredited in front of a jury. So laughed that would be my thinking. But I do laugh at what jury. You'd be laughed at. Not just discredited, but humbled, embarrassed. Now, according to what I know, Adam Barry, your family has observed supernatural activity as well. Is that correct? Uh, when I was growing up, my parents uh, didn't really pay attention to it that much. My father was, you know, in his early 30s, working a full-time job, didn't have time for ghosts, and never really noticed anything peculiar except that the person uh, that they rented the house from told them that it was haunted and gave them a few stories. My mother, on the other hand, had had small experiences, but again, brushed it off. Uh, until I started saying something about it, until I came to them describing things that, you know, a kid, about the dog specifically. Uh, and then that's when she'd take... What about your mom and the keys? Uh, so uh, that, uh, not, not my mom, there was a, there was a, my mother's uh, makeup would go missing uh, in the house and then it would show up in places that she had not placed it. And uh, they blamed uh, the Gert Gertrude is who the previous owners called the ghost, right? Uh, things go missing sometimes uh, in haunted houses and people don't know. For instance, we were on a case where this lady said she couldn't find her keys and it kept missing, kept missing. And she said, can I just need my keys? I have to go to work. And they fell through the ceiling fan that was on high onto the floor out of nowhere. And she picked them up and went to work. And it was one of the cases that we had to work on. You said your next event, your supernatural event, according to you, was in your 20s. What happened? Uh, I was in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and um, I uh, took a ghost tour. I was completely sober <laughs> at this point, uh, and, uh, meaning that I well, didn't drink before the ghost tour. And uh, it was at 1230, and the gentleman was describing the, the Battle of Gettysburg, which you know is something that we all should remember. And uh, he said, down in the field is the most haunted uh, place in Gettysburg. And I said, can I go down there? And he said, I would not go on my own. And uh, I was not him. So I went because I wanted to see something. It was, it was this moment for me where make or break, if something's going to show it to me, I'm going to, it's going to happen. And so I went down by myself and I, I know what you're already thinking. Nobody else is with you. Uh, so how can you prove it? I went down, I saw what looked like large misty anomalies, like walking in the trees that I could not explain. I heard gunfire, and uh, in the middle of all of that, I went back and got someone else so that they could see it, so that I could know that I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, imagining it. Uh, and, you know, we both had experiences, and it was as if a battle was being replayed in front of me. Uh, you couldn't see anything, but you could hear it. Uh, and it was wild, and it really pushed me over the edge. Now, this was before I would... Uh, try to debunk it, right? Like I, I didn't wasn't thinking about this at the time, but like if I if it happened now, I would go in and look for speakers. I would go in to look for something that somebody's trying to do to trick me, to see if it is actually real or not. It was that real to you? A hundred percent. And 
what's crazy is we've taken I've taken friends back there over the years to that same spot, which anybody can go to, and people have experienced similar things. Uh, and so it's not just a one-off one-off thing. It, it it happens all the time. It's Gettysburg. Guys, how does paranormal activity relate to a veteran died in the wool trial lawyer? How does it relate to cases that we are working on? I want you to take a listen to our cut seven. I was listening to a news broadcast on a radio and uh, the night before a girlfriend had called me on the phone and asked me if I had heard about a nurse who had been kidnapped and was missing in our area. And I said, no, I hadn't heard about it. The following day at work, I listened to the radio and they said that they had found the lady's vehicle on a dead end street and that they were making a house to house search for her. And as soon as they said house to house search, it was as if I heard someone speaking to me that she's not in a house. You are hearing the voice of Etta Smith, who I personally interviewed. Here she's speaking to Oprah, listen. And as soon as that thought registered, I saw exactly where she was. It was like there was a picture in front of me. I, I didn't know the name of the street, but I knew the area, I knew how to get there. And I just, I, I just knew. Well, this was about three o'clock uh, in the afternoon. I was yeah. at work, I get off work at 3.30, and I'm arguing with myself all the way home because when I get to a certain intersection I either turn right to go home or I can turn left and I'll be right in front of the police department well when I got to that intersection I said let him think I'm nuts I have to stop and more I talked to a, a homicide investigator told him exactly the area uh, I said I, I knew that it's on the right hand side going up this canyon road and that there was a dirt path going towards uh, this person and with the hill behind her. He said they had not checked that area, but that they would. And I said, well, you know, I have a feeling I will also. Inside, I wanted to be wrong, but I also felt that if I didn't check, I'd never know the truth. I didn't go with them. I went home. I told my children why I was late coming home, and they wanted to go with me. I told them I was going. I feel bad about that now, because at the time I wasn't thinking properly. I wouldn't have taken the children out to look for someone. <clears throat> I, I took two children with me, plus a niece uh, who was 21 at the time. Yeah. And you found the body? Ultimately, yeah. This is a woman, uh, perfectly practical. I spoke to her, and she was just as down to earth as anybody you would ever meet. Nicole Parton joining me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. This woman, Etta Smith, has, I can only call it a vision and she sees, as she told me, something white, um, as I recall, out in a canyon area. The nurse was wearing her white uniform, having just got off from work. Nicole Parton, when she tells police what she and her children, she takes her children out there, have discovered, what do they do? Well, obviously the, the, the body is found, but now she's in trouble because who would know this much detail about where the body was unless you had something to do with the murder? So they arrest this poor lady thinking that she has something to do with the crime. You're absolutely right, Nicole Parton. Take a listen to our cut 11. Well, they said I knew too much about it not to have been involved because I had described in detail where she was, up this canyon road, on the side, on the right side, with a dirt path going to her and a hill behind her. They said I had to have been there to have known that. The questioning 
of Miss Etta Smith went on and on. Listen to cut 12. It went on for hours. It went on till 10.30, maybe at night. I don't think they're believing me. I kept telling them the same thing. But this one officer, he became really belligerent through a chair and raised his voice to intimidate me. What, you think I'm involved in this? If I was capable of this, my husband would have been dead a long time ago. I'll take a lie detector test. I'll prove to you. I, I don't know anything about this other than what I've told you. They take her up on the offer. They said, you failed. At that point, all conversation was over. They transported me to the Van Nuys jail, and I was booked and put in a cell. You're hearing curious true heroes, but that's not all that happened to Miss Etta Smith. Take a listen to hour 13. I am strip searched. I am cavity searched. I try to do the right thing, and I end up in jail. She went out on a limb to try and find someone, although in an unconventional way, and she was successful. And for that, she was literally brutalized for four days. I got dysentery and lost 12 pounds in 72 hours. There was no probable cause for her to be arrested, simply because she found the body in an unusual way and arresting her for that, for murder. I'm glad the jury agreed with us and the judge agreed that having a psychic phenomenon is not probable cause to arrest someone. Isn't it true, Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com? She turned around and sued the police department and won. She did, absolutely, because she, in fact, had nothing to do with the crime, nothing at all. And she had been falsely accused and mistreated in this horrific way. And what really happened is, as she told me, is that the nurse victim got off of work from a late shift and was at a red light. And a group of guys pulled up beside her and started heckling her. And they decided that they would kidnap and rape her. And then they killed her and dumped her body out in that canyon area. Her body would have clearly, um, over time, disintegrated, decomposed. The case may never have been solved, if not for the vision Miss Etta told me that she had. And there's really no other way to explain it. Now, would I bring it into evidence? I don't know that I would. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I'd have to think long and hard about it. Because isn't it true, Daryl Cohen, you bring in one fact that the juries, the jurors reject, and that can cast doubt on your entire case. And your whole case could go, as I like to say, legal term, right down the crapper. Oh, absolutely, Nancy. If everybody is focused on one thing and one thing only. Like the glove. The glove. <laughs> well, OJ, OJ um, Simpson's it, glove. It, the one glove, it didn't fit. Well, that was there was more to it, but that was the Johnny Cochran antic that worked. But that's another story for another trial. But absolutely, you bring in something picked from air, out of the blue, didn't exist. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? All that we previously heard is not true? Yeah, like the glove. Everybody focused on that. If I were to introduce Miss Etta, who I found to be very credible, the jury could focus on that instead of all the other evidence, Daryl Cohen. Take it away. We're focusing on everything. All of a sudden, something from the far left or the far right shows up, and it's unusual, unique, and we're going to focus on that, and we're going to forget everything else that took place because they took away our staring, our ability to be completely precise. And this is something that we have to consider now because it's different. It's not what it was. Are you kidding me? 
Are you really serious? But just because we can't introduce it into evidence does not mean it's not real. Take a listen to our cut too. Um, something what? is running down my back. Like, right yes, like a full, like pet down my back. <sighs> like gently? Yeah. So what Roger was describing? Yeah. She'd just do this to my back, mm. right, yeah, to let yeah. me know that she was there. That was crazy. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Adam Barry is with us, paranormal researcher, executive producer, star of Kindred Spirits on the Travel Channel and Discovery. He's got a brand new book, Goodbye, Hello, Processing Grief and Understanding Death Through the Paranormal, just released. Adam Barry, uh, please don't take it in a, (laughs) let me just say, um, denigrating way. I'm not saying I don't believe or do believe. I'm arguing with Daryl Cohen about the practicality of introducing paranormal uh, activity of any sort, including clairvoyance, in at trial. And Miss Etta was one. We would do multiple shows when I was uh, guest hosting for Larry King on Psychic Detectives because Larry absolutely did not believe in psychics in any way, and he did not want to do the show. So I'm, you know, working at Court TV at the time. I'm like, I'll do it. Whatever it is, I'll do it. <laughs> so I had never even considered supernatural activity or psychics in any way until then. 
And we would do entire programs where I would walk off the set going, what just happened? Uh, it, I can't make sense of it. I can't explain it. And that's where you come in, Adam Berry. You applied to get on with Ghost Hunters. Why? Uh, I wanted to travel the country and search for the afterlife. Uh, I wanted to see if it was real. I wanted to have my own experience. I wanted to see it for myself. I didn't want someone to tell me that ghosts were real or not real. I wanted to make up my own mind. Uh, and that is why I started to do what I did. And about introducing it to evidence, like I honestly, I don't think you can introduce paranormal, uh, like things that I capture like on, on uh, video or on audio. I think that would be very hard to introduce into court because, uh, you know, everything that we do is theory, right? It hasn't been proven 100%. Even psychics, it's hard. I mean, that story, it's crazy that she found this body. That's an insane story to me. And it was like literally a modern day witch hunt from the police department. They took her, they arrested her, they, because they could not, exactly. they could not grasp it. They could not understand it. And, you know, there are things that, are hap that happen in this world that we don't have to understand. For instance, Amy and I were investigating an old Masonic temple, and we got evidence from a spirit that said I was left down here, that their body was left in the basement. And I said, where? In the front part of the basement, in the middle part of the basement, or in the back? And it says the back. And so what did we do? We called in a cadaver dog to search the basement. And lo and behold, the dog landed on one specific spot in the back of the basement. Didn't go anywhere else. So then we called in a ground-penetrating radar. The guy said, yep, there's an anomaly under here. So then we called the state police of Massachusetts, Massachusetts State Police. They immediately said it was a crime scene. We all had our IDs taken. They were uh, interviewing all of us because lo and behold, they're like, what do you, why is this cadaver dog uh, hitting on human remains? They bring in the state cadaver dog who hits on the same spot. And then they bring in a forensic team to start digging. Now, the remains that they found were very, very old. They were, they were not of any interest to them because it was so old, and they started getting water as they dug deeper. But they took it so seriously because it was real, and it was true, and we had no idea. Did they find remains? Uh, they, said the remain, that he, they said that there is something down here, but we've gone so far that it's, it's just not uh, feasible. You know, it's not here. And so they, they said if the owner wants to continue to dig, they should call in the local archaeology team from the uh, college, and they can do further work. But it was real, and we were told that. Adam, let me ask you a question. You wanted to have your own experiences. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the most compelling experience you've ever had that convinces you <laughs> that there is a supernatural, that there is life after death? That that's a that's a very hard question. Oh, um, I feel the same way when people say, "What's your favorite case?" Like exactly. one um, murder or rape or child molestation is somehow a right. favorite. You know, no. But just give me an example. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think it's a culmination of things. It's not just one thing, because one thing doesn't make the truth. One thing isn't convincing, but a, a number of things are convincing. Like I I've I have seen apparitions. I have talked, there was a lady that I talked to, physically talked to as if she were a real person and standing in front of me. Um, and I was with a group of people around and I'm talking to this woman and I turn my back and then she's gone and she disappeared. Nobody else saw her. Can I ask you what she was saying? 
Yeah, so we were at the Mount Washington Hotel in uh, in New Hampshire, and she wanted to know what I was doing and why I was up in this space with this group of people. And she was wearing uh, red sweatpants, a gray sweatshirt, and holding a dirty Coke bottle. And I thought she was – personally, I thought she was a party crasher. I thought she was really weird looking, and something seemed very off about her. And I couldn't explain it, but I was trying to be very nice. And the second you I – You mean she looked like a human? Yeah, she looked just like you and me. And it, what's funny is people say, well, how's that possible? And I said, how many people live in New York City and are on the subway and see that weird guy at the end dressed in like 70s clothes acting a fool and they think he's just a, someone who's like deranged or have a, has a mental problem? I was like, how do you know that that person isn't a ghost? Did anybody talk to him? Did anybody go over to him and touch him? Okay, Adam, Adam. Now, look, you do know that what you said might be sound crazy to some people. Yeah. But... <laughs> I, I don't, I, I know enough of you to know you are not crazy. You believe this has happened. Right. You have just published this incredible book. My question to you is, what is, generally speaking, what is the most common message that these entities are trying to send? What do they want? Um, most often, uh, those that have passed on that are still here uh, want help or recognition or communication. They want the same human interaction that they had in their living life, uh, but they don't get it because they're hard to see and they're hard to hear. And well, why are they still here and not in either hell or heaven? Right, so there's many different reasons. Some, uh, some stay behind to look after their legacy. Some stay behind to look after their family. Some stay behind because they don't know they're dead. Some, uh, some stay behind, uh, you know, uh, because they refuse to go, whether they, whether they, you know, maybe they, maybe they were a terrible person in this life and, and they think that hell awaits them. And for some reason they're not going now that it doesn't mean, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that that's the case, but what we find is that these spirits need something or want something or have unfinished business. Adam Barry, why the book? Why the book? I wanted to write a book that wasn't just a ghost book. I wanted to write something uh, that could help everyone better understand our own grief and mortality through the only lens that I know it, and that's the paranormal. You don't have to believe in ghosts. You don't have to believe me. But this book maybe can give somebody a different option if they're stuck in their sadness or if they want a different thought or feeling about the afterlife, it may give them something else to ponder. You mean you can comfort grieving people by convincing them through these experiences, your experiences, that there is an afterlife. Right, and it's not even about convincing. It's just saying, hey, look, these stories are real to me. I've been doing this for a very long time, and they mean a lot to me. Here's my story. Take, take, with, take with it what you will, and if it helps you, great. And I think um, the consensus so far is it does help. And I've been messaged by people who have gotten to the book who don't believe in ghosts. And they're like, you know, that religion chapter, I, I feel you. I grew up Southern Baptist. And I, and I understand what you're saying about, you know, uh, the spiritual body of, of, of our religion. I, and I get it. And, and I, think it, I think it's a universal concept. Well, I've got to tell you something, Adam Barry. If this were coming from anybody else, I would kick it right out the door. But um, I know that there are so many things that we as humans can never understand.
We just don't have the capacity to do that. This new book, Goodbye, Hello, Processing Grief and Understanding Death Through the Paranormal. Adam, I would absolutely consider putting you in front of my jury. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? Break a leg with this book, and I hope and, and do believe that it can help many, many people that are grieving. And I want to thank you for being with us, Adam Berry, and I expect that I'll watch it just climb straight up the charts. Thank you, Adam Berry. Goodbye. Hello. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.